USA, 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 USA. And the USA men's national team advances to the group stage to take on the Dutch Netherlands Saturday, 10 a.m. Let's go, America. Yes, yes, yes. We're back. We're back. Uh, yeah, literally just happened that game. Happened, finished about an hour ago. U.S. is advancing. It wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Uh, immediate thoughts about the match. Uh, take it away. We move. We move. We move. We, move. we take it. We take it. Uh, I'm not. We're going to go in depth about more of the tactics and stuff. I'd imagine I'm sure we're going to have some potential disagreements on things because I've been thinking a little bit more about this, but we're through and you take it because talent wise, I think we are better than Iran um, going into the game, mm-hmm. right? We, I think we would both agree that they've looked better going into the game with the results that they've had, but also just from an attacking perspective. And it didn't look like that tonight. And that's that's good. That was good. So um, frustrating first half, though, I would say. I felt like we could have got more. I came in and around the seventh. Um, I don't know what happened before that. But, yeah, we take those, man. I'm super happy for our club. And it's a great time to back this team. We're young. And this is just setting the table for what we can really potentially do in, in 26. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to build on. You don't want to get knocked out in the group stage. I mean, when it's all said and done, the group is done and dusted now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty easy group. They got a good draw. And to not make it out of that group would have been it would have been bad. It, yeah. uh, it would have been very bad because you should be beating Iran. You should be mm-hmm. beating Wales. They only beat one of those two teams, but they still got out of the group. And that's really all that matters. And that's all that will be remembered, really. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good building block for 2026 which should be the year that they really really go for it and they have to do some certain things to get to there and we could talk to that we could talk about that more after the world cup or or maybe even today as well because there's some glaring holes in this team but there is also uh, a lot of promise on this team tyler Mm -hmm. adams has been amazing uh pulisic's been very good waya shows potential out on the right I think the biggest uh, – Matt Turner has been uh, unbelievable in goalie. He's really commanding yeah. that back line very well, um, and I'm very happy about that because he does play for Arsenal. So if Ramsdale gets injured, I don't think we'll miss a beat. Um, uh-huh. So that's good. But, yeah, no, there's – but there's some glaring holes um, that they will have four years to address um, for 2026, and that's the year they can really go for it. It will be a home World Cup, so there's no reason why you shouldn't look at that and build towards that and say, hey, we, we should make it to the, semi, the semifinals minimum. Let's go for it. Let's go for yeah. it. But, yeah, let's talk about this game more. Um, yeah, first half was great. Really, really good. Just like kind of like all the other first halves. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of chances, but, you know. They have a finishing problem, and that's one of the things we will have to talk about them addressing from 2022 to 2026. Striker position is non-existent. Sergeant, not good enough. Haji Wright, embarrassing. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible sub as well. To have Gio Reyna not even play a minute. He's played like 10 minutes this entire World Cup. 
and be playing Haji right off the bench. Don't understand it. The guy's work rate, non-existent. He has no touch inside the box. So, yeah, uh, they need to address that striker position immediately, like fast, even even if they have any hopes of beating the Netherlands because defensively you got Van Dyke, Akanji, uh, DeVridge, guys like that, and it's they're going to have a tough time scoring against Netherlands. I think Netherlands gave up one goal in their group stage. Now they had an easy group, but they also defended pretty well. Um, but, yeah, the first half was great. Pulisic gets the goal. I thought Dest was pretty good on the right. He was making things happen. Uh, McKinney put a couple good balls in. There was one that he put in on the break to was it to was it to Wea and they eventually fumbled that but yeah it was a really good first half and you know I, I made a joke that the US in the first half are one of the better teams in in the competition and then in the second halves they're one of the worst teams in the competition because once again this was very predictable i knew this was going to happen they went into yeah. their shell in the second half and and tried to and successfully defended a 1-0 lead but you know, you, you can't play like that because mm-hmm. if you're somehow beating Netherlands 1-0 on Saturday, which I'm not expecting, but, you know, it's it's possible. Netherlands haven't yeah, blown me away. Yeah. 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 It's definitely possible. Netherlands are beatable. Um, right. I would say they're favored for a reason in that game. They're definitely a better team all around. But it's not possible. It's definitely possible. And if you're doing that against Netherlands – you have you can't just be like oh we have a one zero lead let's go into our shell because Netherlands will score three goals on you and honestly if Iran was a little bit better in 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 the box they would have they would have been going home they would have been packing their bags right now because Iran had plenty of opportunities in that second half they were more concerned about drawing penalties <laughs> than actually scoring and that's where they fucked up Cody Gagpo is gonna drop a dime on your head if you do that shit on Saturday. So I already completely agree with you and this is I want to I want to go down the path of philosophy a bit when you get down that's why I say toy with it we we get a 1-0 lead 15th minute okay what what are the tactics at that point I, I want to have a conversation about are we still allowing the mentality to be press on I think one of the things it's the same thing too in basketball I hated, I hated going up 20 as a coach and then dropping back into a zone. I hated it. It's NFL the worst. Well. Prevent it's, defense. It's the worst. <laughs> it it's never the works worst. out. It's, it's what you're allowing is a, it's not, it's a lack of movement from a basketball perspective, but in football and the sport that we're talking about, the, what, what this podcast is about, it's, it's a lack of, it's a mentality to say, now we're not attacking. And now we're, it's okay to just stay back and not concede. But moving forward, we're not really going to give that press. We're not really going to be a threat. We're just not going to leave ourselves vulnerable. And to that, I say, I cannot. I can only agree to that under certain pretenses. Up to nil, seventieth minute. Uh, up three one in the fortieth minute slow down or, or the 30 in the 30th minute let's slow down a bit look we got to lead this game's it's 30 minutes in and there's four goals conceded let's get let's slow this down depending on who we're playing we can't keep this tempo God, i mean knock on wood we're this is brazil we're up 3-1 on brazil in the 30th minute how did we do this 
Let's slow down. We cannot keep this pace. Let's back up. Let's really try to not concede. And then at halftime, let's kind of ask ourselves what we're doing. So in certain pretenses, I will I will entertain that. But from a philosophical standpoint, to come in and play that that Conte negative style, I just can't vibe with that. I cannot vibe with that, man. And there was no reason to do it today. You were the better team than I ran. I can see yep. trying to hold on to a lead against you know, a, a tougher opponent. But even though for 45 minutes, you're not going to hold on to a lead against Netherlands for 45 minutes. It's just not going to happen or, or Brazil. But when you're better than – how many chances did Iran have in the first half? I don't think they had any. And then you go play defense in the second half and you give them about five or six chances. It doesn't make sense in any way. And you can't tell me that if you kept playing your style of football – that you wouldn't have got a couple more goals and sealed that thing, and then you could see the game out. But to just say, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do what we're not good at." This isn't a defensive team. You don't have defensive minded players. Even your center backs are not the best in the world. So to yeah. just throw your your style of play out the window against a team that you're better than, because yeah. you're better than Iran. You proved that in the first forty five minutes. The FIFA mm-hmm. rankings say that you're better than Iran by almost 10 places. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I truly don't get it. And they are so lucky they got out of that today because there was a couple good, good chances Iran had that they did not have when you were playing your style of football. Right. Because now you're, ta- you're also taking your team out of the, the attacking groove because mm-hmm. the, couple, the couple breaks that they had, they were just out of it because they've been defending the whole fucking second half. So – you're shooting yeah. your foot yourself and not just your foot. You're shooting yourself in both of your foots because yeah. now you're playing a game that doesn't suit you, which is a defensive yeah. game. You're not a defensive team. And then you're, yeah. you're taking all your attacking momentum out of, out of, their, uh, out of their groove. So I, I just I don't get it. And it, for me, for me, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Saturday and, and hopefully I'm, I, I think we can give Netherlands a good game. I do. I haven't been that impressed by them and I, I picked them as my surprise team, but they're beatable yeah. in my opinion. I don't think they'll win, but it's possible. But we have to talk about, you know, 2026 when you're talking about going for it, it's a home world cup. You're not going to win anything with Burhalter. I'm sorry. You're just not. The guy's right. the guy is not a international World Cup trophy winning manager. He's not. He, he's, right. he's got two tactics. We're going to attack, and then we're going to go in our shell. We're going to go in our shell, or then we're going to attack. I mean, that's all he's got. <laughs> it's right. a stop-and-go style of football, and they have to improve on that. But, yeah, I, I mean, it was worrying that second half because they, they were giving them the chances because they just con- completely conceded possession. <laughs> we're, we're not – we're not going to be able to comfortably go into games in the second half without a 2-0 lead at any point with him as a manager. We've, we're going to have, like I was texting you, these butt cheek moments for 20 to 35 tense moments where we're just clinched because, I mean, we don't know what to expect. Now, all right, so we both agree on this, but let's, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll take the, I'll take the oppositional side and, 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 display the argument so that it is least said on the podcast uh, would you consider england one of the more talented and more attacking teams so far in the tournament based on personnel 
Yes. Based on the way Southgate sets them up, no. And yeah, I know that doesn't really agree. answer your question, but it's the truth. But I it's mean, the truth. No, it's we'll talk it's about so England correct. later. Because if yeah. you're just looking at their attacking talent compared to every other club, I'd take Brazil. I'd take a healthy France. Uh-huh. Honestly, I'd probably take them over Argentina just on parse personnel. Because after Messi and Latoro, it gets a little shaky. You know, Di Maria is getting older and those guys. But like England's one, just on personnel, Bukayo Saka, Harry Kane, uh, Marcus Rashford, Jack Grealish, yeah. Phil Foden. Just like just looking at that personnel, they're one of the best. So, yes, I would. So let's rule yeah. Southgate out of this. Yeah, so I agree with that. Actually, based on this tournament and just for lineup, like position to position, I would actually give Spain a run for that money to put on that list as well. I agree with all yes. of that. So, and it's the correct answer. You're spot on. Um, the USA, under this mindset that he has, was able to stop that attacking team. And while you, I agree with you, Southgate and his tactics are the issue for England. Um, nevertheless, we've just pointed out that talent-wise, they they can have those moments to be able to create one-twos with two the three players that are right in sync, and there is your goal. There's your moment. And we all know this World Cup's about one to two moments. Mario Gazzi's taught us all about that. So to his credit, to his defense, in which, again, I'm clearly not in favor of, this worked against one of the more talented teams that can create it. And now that we've gotten out of the group stage, you can make an argument now is the best time more than ever to implement this same type of tactic, which is go forward in the first half. We are going 10, 10 toes down. We're up in front of you. Let's do this. We're bucking up. And if we get something out of it, great. And if we don't, second half, tie in up. And I can't stand this whole notion of coming out regardless of this. I guess that's the other thing that really triggers me about this. So I'm done playing the devil's advocate. That's that's the argument. What the thing that really triggers me is regard. We're not even con- considering at all the 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 score at the time or the situation at the time. Like, could you imagine if the Netherlands get a red card in the 35th minute? And we come out at the second half, and he just does the same thing, uh, bro. I, I'm gonna, br- I'm gonna throw something. I'm gonna throw something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he would, because if we're going with what, if if we're agreeing that this is the mentality for the second half, the guy's not gonna change anything at all. Yeah, and the subs were embarrassing as well. Oh, <clears throat> but my thing is, if like I, I, I get. But you're playing good. You dominate the first half, and then you're going to tell your team to come out and play defense in the second half. For me, mm-hmm. if I'm a player on that team, I'm I'm annoyed. Yeah. We just played great football for 45 minutes. We got a goal. We need the win. We got we got it. We got the goal we needed. Why not come out on the front foot and for if it do it for 20 minutes? If it doesn't work, then throw in defensive personnel and try to see out the game for the last 15, 20 minutes. But to yeah. do it for the entire second half is just fucking ridiculous. Criminal. And there is no reason that on Saturday, there is no reason they shouldn't just be going for it. No reason at all. No reason. You you achieved the only goal here was to get out of the group stage for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what it should be. 
because they're not good enough to, 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 to win this tournament. So there's no reason you shouldn't be going in the Saturday saying, let's fucking go for it. Fuck it. We, yep. we did what we came here to do. Now let's try yep. to surprise some people. Let's fucking go for it. If, if they try to defend on Saturday, that will piss me off because, like I said, Netherlands is good, but, hey, come out and fucking shock them. Make them have to yeah. fight for that goal. Surprise them because I'm seeing a lack of creativity on Netherlands. I don't know why Xavi Simmons isn't playing because Klassen is not the creator that, that, uh, that you know, the manager thinks he is. <clears throat> Come out and fucking go for it. Surprise people. Yeah. Come out, play like you did in the first half, and then have Netherlands say, no, we know what they're going to do. They're going to go in their shell in the second. No, we're going we're gonna to go for it again in the second half. Do it. And right. if you lose 2-0, big fucking deal. At least, yeah. you, at least you showed up and you put your nuts on the table and you went for it. Facts. <clears throat> losing losing five nil and losing one nil is the exact same thing. It does not matter. It does not affect anything at this point. It doesn't drop you in points. You don't get relegated. It's over. You're done. You go home. So go for it. Two thousand um, percent. The other thing I kind of want to add to that is just a simple notion that like understanding like those tactics right i can already kind of understand maybe where bro- uh, the the usa staff as a whole is maybe trying to have the conversation about how you go about that three in the back formation that the dutch are doing um you know with with, with i would want to probably attack that dumb free side i feel like he's so attacking that that side is maybe where we can kind of hit the flanks and just kind of move off that um i don't know it's going to be very interesting i i hope i hope i really hope we go for it um, on Saturday morning, yeah. man, because yeah. like you said, we, we did what we were supposed to, you know? Yep. Yeah. They did what they were supposed to. So <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this too, cause that Haji Wright guy comes on and it was an awful sub along with Shaq Moore, another terrible sub, Kellen Acosta. I mean, I, I, the subs were baffling. Zimmerman actually played good. So I'll give him credit. Uh, sure. he, he cleared a lot of balls. Um, but yeah, the subs were baffling. And uh-huh. my thing is, why did they not? How in the world did you pick Haji Wright ahead of Ricardo Pepe? Ricardo Pepe, who got you a, a string of goals, he went on a scoring drought, but there was a few games there that he won in, in qualifying rounds. And I understand he he hit a bad bit of form. I think he transferred to Germany and he didn't really do well out there. I, I, I'm sorry, this Haji Wright guy that plays in the Turkish league. The guy's garbage. He doesn't work yeah. at all off the ball. He's lazy. Right. He has no fucking touch or skills inside the box. I'm yeah. sorry. You bring Ricardo Pepe because you're trying to mold him for 2026. He's 19 years old. Even if he rides the fucking bench, even if he plays 10 minutes, it's still valuable to have him here because that's your future. This Haji right uh, guy has no fucking future. I don't understand that at all. That's short sighted. Yeah, no, I I truly agree. I don't know enough to even about his age to know where he's at in his career, but I know this based on what I've seen. He was put in scenarios as as a as a player. He seems bad. Not I shouldn't say bad. I shouldn't say that. Talent and skill wise, from what I've seen, Pepe deserve one hundred percent is better. And the other thing that bothers me about Haji as a sub to come on in the situation that he was in, he was so poor. In the mm-hmm. mentality and understanding the circumstances and what's going on in everything. 
it's incredible to me, incredible to me that he was unable to just the wherewithal or the lack thereof to get a horrible shot on goal when you're up and you're just trying to just hold on to it, go to the mm-hmm. corner or yep. maybe you are that guy. I'll tell you what, I, I, I give you kudos for thinking you're that guy. I'm going to take the shot, but you missed. And for that, you're not that guy. And that yeah. is exactly why just not even, and to be honest with you, I guarantee you he didn't even really realize it's that type of situation. He just thought, oh, I'm going to run. I'm just going to score. No. This guy is not a terrible shot, too. It was a horrible shot, dude. It was no threat at all. So the the mindset, the the misunderstanding, he's not getting it from me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, Bepi's – it puts more pressure on him in 26, right? Because now if you go into this World Cup and do exactly what you just said, a few minutes yeah. here, rides the bench the whole time, he had the experience. It's not his first go around. He's in the mm-hmm. locker room. He's doing the experience. He's riding the bus. He's there, the atmosphere. He smells it. He's in it. So when 26 comes, it's not. It's 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 a little bit of second nature. It's It's okay. He's more comfortable. It's it's problematic. It's problematic. Some of these decisions, and I don't know. Maybe it's done with the intentions that he knows. If I don't get this done now, but even then, right? Hachi does not. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. There's nothing I've seen from any of these strikers that tell me that oh that they left Pepe home for a good reason. I don't see it. I don't see it. So yeah. Saturday at ten, first game of the knockout rounds. I love that. Get it started off with a bang, USA. What do you think? Now, a big move today, they sat Zimmerman, who has been pretty shaky for me. He gives up the penalty to Bale. He had some really shaky moments Saturday against England as well, uh, Friday Mm -hmm. against England. So how are you setting up? You go with the same lineup as you did today. Vickers comes in for Zimmerman. Uh, What are your your thoughts on the Netherlands matchup Saturday? I roll what's with what's working. I've always believed in that. I'm going Carter Vickers is my is one of my starting center backs, and yeah. I got to roll with that. It's it's it looked good today. It was physical. It was um, good today. Very it physical. Was really, really good. I actually like them. Yeah. 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 Um. The, the, what are the sergeant? Things? Sergeant yeah. looked like he got hurt. So what do you do about that? Because he, that looked like a muscle ligament injury. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. What other positions are you kind of looking at? Josh Sargent. Yeah. So that striker position. He might be out. And we just Um, slandered Haji. (laughs) I know. So (laughs) I had, it's a too creative of a solution. He won't do it. Um, I move Pooley at striker or Wea at striker. Keep Pooley wide and bring in Gio Reyna. And start him, or even Aronson, and bring him as starter. Um, I think Aronson, um, but yeah, he won't do yeah. that. No, but, well, he should do it. He definitely should because you have to, you have to, you have to put your best players on the field. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Haji Wright, Vir- Virgil Van Dyke versus Haji Wright. I know who's going to win that matchup. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute joke. It's going to be a joke. Like I, it's. Yeah. It's a joke. It's going to be a joke. The three in the back, though, something tells me. You were going to go three in the back? Oh, yes. That's, the Dutch ain't changing shit. The Dutch no, are not no, changing No, no, you think shit. USA is going to go three out the back? No, 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 no. But, but yeah, from, a, so. from, a, 
from an attacking standpoint, what I find that I think could be interesting, and you you were kind of railing him in the text, and you're spot on with this, with Sardinio Dest just spamming crosses. This is kind of the team to do it solely because of the three in the back. We've been attacking mm-hmm. teams that haven't been playing that way. So we've been kind yeah. of finding the channels for, for, for four in the back. So trying to go in between two. Whereas the three, it's just going to be interesting that maybe that back end is going to be caught with Dumfries being, you know, a little bit higher up the pitch. So I look for that. That's why I say I would love to see if Reyna starts, if, if, if we can get someone else who would start in the front three, but more play as like a, he would come up, kind of get receive the ball and swing it in from that winging position, from that winger position. So that's where I'm thinking. Again, I know it's too creative. It's something I've been watching Pep change positions all the time for players. I don't believe in traditional positions anymore to a certain degree. Same with basketball. It's completely changed. Shit is revolutionary. Like, I was trying to make the argument the other day when I was looking at how beautiful he was playing, but the Hernandez brother that was literally got hurt. Like, yeah, dude was so up. talented. And, yeah, he was so good and playing well. I feel so bad for him. I lit- yeah. literally was almost convincing myself the dude can play left winger just because of the like his attacking mentality could. and positioning. And his, his body's not more forward. He's not slender and lean like they want. Um, he's stocky, obviously, but yeah, th- these guys are so talented, man. I think it's something to have a mindset for from a managerial perspective. You owe it to your players to put the best players on the pitch. You said it best, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dumfries is right wing back, and so you know, I think Robinson could definitely get in behind him and cause some trouble. I think Robinson's been pretty good. He was quiet today, but uh, he was probably one of the better players in the first two group stage rounds. So I think that'll be a yeah. key matchup, and yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. We definitely need the the best part of um, the U.S. team, most consistent. The midfield's been really good. So if they can continue to win midfield battles, I thought I thought USA completely outclassed England's midfield. Uh, Declan yeah. Rice was anonymous. Bellingham it was even garbage. Um, yeah, I think if they can continue and and win that midfield battle. And, and play a full 90 minutes, keep attacking. Like this notion that, oh, there's tired legs out there. You can't give me that excuse. This is a young team, a young right. team. Everybody on this team's young. You got Aronson coming off the bench. The guy's a fucking motor. He's a machine in itself. There's no need. So, you know, you have to have more tactical subs in this matchup. So, yeah, um, I, I – Listen, I think we're going to give them a game. I don't think by any means this is going to be domination. I'm going to pick Netherlands 2-1. I have Netherlands going to the 8th, to the to the quarterfinals, I believe. So, yeah, that's what I originally had. And w- what we'll do is, too, is uh, whatever way the bracket breaks out, we'll we'll do a, re- a repick. So we'll have two brackets. We'll have our modified bracket oh, yeah. with the actual winners. And then we'll have the our, our full bracket that we did before the tournament. But yeah, I'm going two one Netherlands. I think it'll be a good game, and and honestly, this is this is one of the better matchups you can get. You don't want Brazil. You don't, you know, without you got you got to win the group to get the easier matchups. They didn't win the group, right. so if you look at all the group winners that are going to come out, you don't get Brazil. You don't get France. Argentina is probably going to win that group. You don't get Argentina. Netherlands, yeah. tough team, beatable though, from what I've seen. So hey, maybe we could shock the world on uh, on Saturday morning. Would you have preferred the latter in Senegal? 
Yeah, but Senegal didn't win the group. Who else won the group is going to win the group that we could have drawn? Saying, like Spain? No. I don't want Spain. You would have no. you would have had the drawn. If you would have won the group, you would have won the second place. Or, yeah. So which was Senegal. Nah. So I'd rather play Senegal because Mane's not there. You just yeah. take away that that threat. Um, if Mane was there, I might have wanted to play Netherlands. To be honest, right, right. That's what yeah. I mean. It's like it's a really it's the to your to your argument. It's a really good fact that yeah we finished second in our group, but out of all the second place groups, I, and I'm sure we got plenty of games to yeah. come up to kind of finish off the groups. So we'll see. Uh-huh. Out of all the second place groups that we got lined up with for us to play, um, what is it? Let me find it right here. It is. Yeah, because it would be um, Portugal. Right now, the leaders of the group are, are Portugal, Brazil, Croatia, uh, Spain, France, uh, Poland is the leader. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably Spain. rather have Poland if okay. they if they end up beating Argentina tomorrow. But I suspect Argentina is probably going to win that. So mm. yeah, this is definitely the best group. This is definitely the best one. So yeah, absolutely. Let's let's do it. Let's shock the world. How great mm-hmm. would it be to go into the 2026 World Cup saying, hey, last World Cup, we had a lot of issues. We didn't have a striker, and we still made it to the round of eight. So that would be yeah. sick, the quarterfinals. So let's do it. Let's let's shock the world. I think, I think it's possible. So now, before we go to the rest, we talked about doing possibly uh, watching a game and doing a podcast while we watch the game. Do you want to do it for the U.S. at ten? Is that possible for you? I know you got a kid, so it might be kind of early. Yeah, Saturday, no, I actually think the we're going to get the in-laws to have him. I think Saturday, so Saturday might be perfect. Um, okay, I'm looking forward not, to this game. We'll, yeah, if not, we'll do we'll do the two p.m. game a podcast over that, and we can start a little early and analyze the USA game. But do whatever, we, know, we'll do we know who the do we know who the ten the the two p.m. game is? Yeah, so the 2 p.m. game is going to be the winner of Group C versus the Group D runner-up. So, Oh, it's C and D. Okay. Yeah, so the winner of Group C, so either Poland or Argentina, unless Uh something crazy happens and and Saudi Arabia wins the group, which I don't expect. But Mexico sucks. So, uh, you know, Poland, Argentina draw, and then Saudi Arabia wins. Like, it it could happen. Um, Yeah. You never know. This World Cup, there's been some surprise results. Would play. Um, so France already won their group. Yeah, they can't. They can't lose it. Um, France already won the group, so they would either play Denmark or Australia. I think Denmark and Australia play tomorrow, so we would know the the result of that tomorrow. So that would be the two p.m. game. England is playing Senegal two p.m. Sunday, and then the. Early game then would probably be France versus Group C runner-up, which would yeah. be Poland, Argentina. Poland, Argentina. Poland, Argentina. Man, if that turns out to be France versus Argentina Sunday morning, which is possible, because let's say Poland, Argentina draw and Saudi Arabia lo- draws or loses, then yeah. it's going to stay the same. Oh, that would yep. be sick. I kind of want that to happen. 10 a.m. wake up Sunday morning. Um, yeah. That'd be sick. But yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll do a podcast over uh, one of these games. We'll watch it and uh, chill and, and do a podcast over that. Analyze the rest of the knockout stages. We'll give our we'll give our bracket for the the new the new uh, the, the knockout stages and stuff like that. So um, 
But yeah, so what, another result. Go ahead. What have you thought about the overall of some of the games? I mean, what have been some of the highlight games that you've seen so far? I'm looking at overall groups right now. Um, just kind of what they were. I'm not seeing any yeah. planes or seedings. I'm just seeing what the games and the standings. And I'm just thinking to myself immediately, Uruguay, Ghana sticks out. That's a fucking, that's yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good games. I mean, tomorrow, Poland, Argentina, that's going to be a good game. Lewandowski yeah. versus Messi. Um, mm-hmm. Argentina is definitely going to – there's a lot of stakes there because the runner-up in this group plays France. France is looking good. Mbappe yeah. on fire, p- potential golden boot winner. They're playing well as a team. Uh, even like Coleman coming off the bench, he's been really good. France looks yeah. really, really good. Um, so you don't want to finish runner-up. I didn't even realize that until now. So, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a great game because – you want to win that group. I think we said that in our initial World Cup podcast. Mm-hmm. You want to win that group because you don't want to play France because that's that's either going to be an early, early exit for one of those teams or it's going to be, hey, we won, but, man, we really had to fight hard <laughs> in the round of 16, and now we got to win three more games. So, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, Denmark, Australia tomorrow will be interesting. Denmark, I think you picked them as your surprise team. They need to win. They have one point. Very disappointing for Denmark. Spain yep. has been awesome. Really, really yep. like Spain. I think they're a potential uh, a winner for the for this tournament. I really do. I've liked everything I've seen from Spain. Um, so Germany. Good. Germany's in trouble. Yep. Japan. I, we need to talk about Japan because they, they did something apprehensible. They went into that Costa Rica game thinking they were going to show up and win. And how yeah. dare you? How dare yeah. you? They didn't, they didn't play Minamino. They didn't play Tamiyasu. They just said, hey, we're just going to show up. And, you know, Spain scored seven goals. So we'll, we'll freaking lazily get through the game and score a goal. And, you know, we'll be good. We'll be on to the knockouts. And that's not how, – how dare you? How dare you treat the World <laughs> Cup like that? I mean, that was karma. Yeah. Costa Rica 100%. had one shot on goal in the first two games, and it was the goal to beat Japan. I mean, so that, um, yeah, I mean, all these groups are exciting. Look at Group F. Croatia's in the lead. They've looked good. Yeah. And um, Belgium in trouble. Brazil's looked good. Uh, Cameroon yeah. needs needs the win tomorrow. So what, what, are, what are your favorite? Let's just go through the games, actually. But what are your thoughts yeah. initially? So, I mean, it's it's been incredible to watch the games. Obviously, we talked about in the last uh, pod the the anticipation for the Spain Germany game. Out of all, I mean, I just think from a starting twenty two perspective, I think that was probably one of the most talented games that we've had. Um, France have been incredible. They truly have an, an outstanding roster, and they're just so in sync, looking like champions. They know what they're doing. They've had probably some of the most injuries too. It speaks to how. Exactly how deep they are. That's pretty wild to think about. Um, yep, I am loving the 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 taking down of Belgium from the inside. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious to see, and it's just kind of sad. It's shameful that all of it is happening with Roberto Martinez not being questioned or even at all like in some way accountable for all of this. Um, it's just more about the players and the talk and the actions. And it's kind of like, well, yep, 
Roberto's still worried about tactics and, and having his favorites kind of thing. So all, yeah. everything, the drama behind that, Portugal playing well. Good. Still, they look really yeah, good. Doing, doing enough I, to, to kind of get through. And that's kind of shocking to deal with the Ronaldo saga too. Yeah, I thought they were going to flop. And they were yeah, – did they win both games? I can't remember. And they won – what was it, yesterday? Yeah, they won. They're one of the only teams, um, Brazil, Portugal, and France, the only team to win both of their games so far. So, yeah, I picked them as a flop, so I was shocked. Um, you know, Ronaldo didn't care about the win. He did care that they take a goal over him. That was pretty funny. Uh, he was crying the whole time on the sideline. Uh, he it was funny. I'm going to call Pierce Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so let's go through these games because there's so much stakes on this, and then we'll get to the knockout rounds. Um, before we do that, anything you want to say about England? I mean, I'm just I'm just disappointed in the way they play. I really am. It's just I, if I was an England fan, I'd be just so annoyed, and they all are, and I get it because yeah, the amount of attacking talent to play the way they do is just embarrassing. He plays with a. With with a with a timidness, with a with a I don't. He's fearful of something. So Southgate got bullied when he was a kid, and and this guy <laughs> hasn't changed for some reason. It's it's he doesn't understand the toys that he has in front of him, and he doesn't want to play with them correctly. And we're all the world yeah. is watching him really, really still get away with results because of how talented it is. And he, he, he'll probably have the audacity to turn around some way and, and be a sarcastic guy about, you know, comments and saying, well, I'm sure you guys will still criticize us. And it's just like, well, yeah, cause you're still not getting it right. You're, you're allowing the, the, the brilliance of the players that you have and their one to two moments of buildup and, and class shade the absolute demise and shit disgusting tactics that you do and yeah. it's not fun to watch it's shameful he just picks the wrong team in my opinion i mean i, I don't understand often mason mount in the 10 i don't understand jude bellingham today in the 10 i don't understand if you're going to play us a team that's going to press you up front why are you playing guys that can't play the ball out of the back when you have a guy like Ben White, who is a great on-the-ball center back, or or a guy like Aaron Ramsdale, who is a great on-the-ball goalie? I mean, and they couldn't get the ball out of the back against USA, and they didn't press at all. I, I, the tactics were confusing, and so, like, honestly, I just want them to lose against Senegal. I really do because – I just don't like I, I don't like watching that kind of football, especially when you have the tools at your disposal. That's the issue right there. That's the key for me. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. It's it's like I, I don't even care to make the analogy, but yeah, it's just, you know, you can make a million analogies. It's like you get a hot girlfriend and then you just you never take her out, you know. You just keep her in the home, lock her up in the kitchen, you never show her off. It's just <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Doing, but Yes, I, I think that's going to be a good game. Senegal's a good team, even without yeah. Sadio Mane. They're very good, and yeah. I think they can win that game. Defensively, they're sound. Um, they get, they're get, they able to still score. They're able to be dangerous inside the box. So I could I could see Senegal winning that, and we'll do the pick. We'll do the pick, the official pick for that game Saturday. But, yeah, I'm just yeah. so disappointed. I thought when they came out and scored six goals against Iran, I was like, okay, 
okay, maybe yeah, they're finally going to wake up and attack. And but yeah. the the USA England game was very disappointing for me. Yeah, it uh, it was impressive for me to a certain degree from a, from a from a US standpoint, but it was yeah, also kind of like, man, England, you're really letting this. This is you. We didn't really earn this. It's kind of more. We did. 70% of the work and the rest was really done by your shit manager. <laughs> like it mm-hmm. really felt like oh, Southgate tax. You, you guys are not in the position to succeed right now against us. And this is awesome. Southgate tax for sure. All right. So yeah. let's do it this way. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We got three more group stage games, a lot on the line. So tomorrow we got four games. Thursday we got four games. Friday we got four games. So let's go day by day and let's rank these games in order of most exciting. I think this one's going to be easy, but tomorrow we got 10 a.m. France versus Tunisia, Australia versus Denmark, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. 2 p.m. Poland versus Argentina, Saudi Arabia versus Mexico. Give me your power rankings. What's the most exciting game of the day? It's a, it's an easy one, but go ahead and say it. Rank these games for me and uh in terms of excitement and what you're what you're looking for in these ones the fourth on my list easy saudi arabia mexico i'm probably not gonna watch you it doesn't really matter mexico it's shameful your manager should be fired i'm done with you number three just because i actually rated you going into the damn world cup and you're not playing well I will be looking at you probably for the majority of that time slot, but I just want to peek over every now and then and see the France brilliance. I'm going to go with number three, Australia, Denmark. Number two, it's going to be a shellacking. As much talent as there is on the team, and I love them, it's going to be an absolute shellacking. And start your B team, France. Keep Mbappe and the guys healthy. We know where the next thing is. Just be smart. Number two is Tunisia and France. Um, number one, I think it's going to be, it decides so much. It decides potentially who can, this is chess, not checkers here. Because this game, huge. and they know this, huge. They know this. You're not only just winning this game, but you're winning yourself a position to really go further if you can yeah. win this game. So the You're avoiding France. You're avoiding the champs. Exactly. So Poland, Argentina, for me at two two o'clock is the game to watch. Great game, absolutely great game. I cannot wait for that. Just just legacy stuff. Lionel Messi, even even Lewandowski. I mean, if, if Lewandowski, yeah. who's been a brilliant striker, even if he can make a run in this World Cup, that's just that's mm-hmm. legacy stuff on the line. And yeah, <laughs> you're winning your group, but you're also avoiding the champs, which is, yeah. there's double stakes on that because you don't want to play them. Um, so my rankings are going to go like this. I'm putting France last because I just, I'm not, there's no, there's no, no reason to be interested. The only thing I'm interested in is, is what lineup do they put out? Are they going to sit Mbappe or they're going to say, you know what? Let's keep Mbappe in form. He's got three goals. Let's see if he can win this golden boot, get another two goals. We'll take him off at half. Um, that's the only reason I'm interested in this game. Other than that, there's absolutely no stakes on this game. Um, no. I don't even think Tunisia is going to give a fuck. Um, so, yeah, that's my fourth game. That's fair. Um, 
I don't know. I I think I'm kind of more interested in um now I gotta put Denmark I gotta put Saudi Arabia and Mexico just because Mexico is just terrible. They really are. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. I saw this in the CONCACAF qualifying. They just are not a good team. And you know, the only reason this is interesting is Saudi Arabia can still make something happen. I mean, if they beat Mexico, then it's it's trouble for you know, one of Poland, Argentina could possibly be going home and that would be very, very upsetting. So yeah, I think, I think that's uh, only interesting for that. Denmark, Australia, number two, Denmark, you picked to be one of your surprise teams and they've been pretty disappointing. Australia has been okay. They've looked decent. So that's a tough game. Um, Denmark has to do something there to get out of that group. And, um, yeah, there's just no contest. Poland, Argentina, that's probably the best remaining game of the group stages. I'm excited for that. Messi's got two goals. Lewandowski's got one, I believe. And, yeah, just uh, this, the game on Saturday, Argentina versus Mexico. Mexico. That goal by Messi was awesome to get them on oh, the board, man. 1-0. Just classic Messi finish outside yeah. the box, slots it in the corner. Just, just the guy's unbelievable. And, yeah, I, I can't wait for this game tomorrow. And what do you think is going to happen? I I think what's going to happen is I'm going to about to press you about Enzo Fernandez and who he's about to play for ne- next because that guy is leaving Benfica sometime soon. Enzo yeah. had a marvelous goal also in that Finished. game. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. beautiful. Uh, I, I think because I also I picked this team I think I technically picked yeah this my surprise team did you was pick them to win the group I you did right to win the group uh I did I not have I had Poland as my surprise team but I did not pick them to win the group I did have Argentina okay. yeah, win the group that. you're right um so Poland I I think they might do it solely because I haven't seen it while yes the Messi brilliance I don't think I've seen enough from Argentina to to really kind of tell me they're going to be the ones. And I think Poland, from an attacking perspective, have created. I've seen enough from Poland that have Poland's told me, good. yeah, they've had connections, they've had build up, really good in that final third. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Poland lose or Poland winning. I think Poland winning is is going to be the game that I'm probably or the the score that I what I What's predict. Probably Score. three to probably three to two. Probably gonna end Ooh, with some sort of Lewandowski classic moment. Yeah. I think yeah, both teams are gonna go for it. We already told you the stakes. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a good one. Um so you had Argentina and France playing, but you had them playing because you had France losing the group to Denmark and yep. Argentina winning the group. So yep. that's why I was confused. I wasn't sure how we got there, but yeah, it makes sense now. Um yeah, I, I This is a tough one for me to pick. I really don't know which way to lean. Um, I'm going to go with Argentina, even though I somewhat agree with you. They haven't been too impressive. Saudi Arabia, they lose. And then, yeah, they came out really, really flat against Mexico. That first half was boring. And then, you know, magic moment for Messi. Great goal from Enzo Fernandez. That was brilliant. And then, yeah, they get the three points. But it's a real tough one for me to pick. Um, I, I could see a draw in this. I could totally see a 2-2 draw. 
and then Saudi Arabia win and top the group. Imagine that happens. I can see it happening. Because honestly, I would has has Mexico scored? Uh, Let's take a look. No, right? No, because I think Poland Mexico was zero zero. Correct. Goal differential is minus two. Um, Yeah, because they lost two zero to Argentina. Yeah, so they they haven't scored. They have not scored. So yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Oh, I'm not gonna pick a draw though. I'm going I'm going two one uh Argentina. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be some good games tomorrow. That that two o'clock slot's gonna be fun. Yeah, and what do you think? You think so France is they already won that group. Um you think Denmark's gonna get it done? Tomorrow, yeah. I think Denmark will win tomorrow. Um, looking particular at the group now, um, you have France obviously winning it. You have Australia right now, live table, three three points three with points, minus yeah. two goal for differential. Uh, Denmark is third with one point. Tunisia is also third with one point. Obviously, they're fourth. They're, they're put at fourth, but it's a tie between Denmark in Tunisia. I think Denmark get Australia uh tomorrow. And then I think I think they get them by a healthy amount, actually. I think yeah. they'll put their minus Denmark's minus one on the goal differential right now. So it'll be interesting to see the score point or the score difference from, from the Australia game tomorrow. Yeah. No, and also it, how many goals that France put up. Yep. Yep. France France will definitely win that. I don't care if their bench is playing. They have so much quality. Maybe Saliba will yep. get, some, get some burn out there. Um, yeah, they'll definitely do something. But So I'm going to pick 2-1 Argentina. That would leave Poland on four points. And I'm going to say that. So how would this work? Let's say I'm, I'm picking a draw between Saudi Arabia and Mexico. 1-1. Okay. All right. All right. So, so if they and, if that happens, they would Saudi Arabia would have four points, and they would mm-hmm. have a minus one goal differential. So, if if that happens, Poland would still advance. So that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Argentina win two one, Saudi Arabia yep. Mexico draw, Poland advances still, and they play France Sunday. Yeah, Poland France. Wow, crazy, crazy, lots of craziness. Honestly, some of these other groups are even crazier. Let's go to mm-hmm. the Thursday games. Thursday, we got group leaders, Croatia, taking on Belgium. This is a must win for Belgium, correct? Let's see. Yep. I think it's... Belgium is sitting third. Morocco, surprise team, sitting at four points. Great win on Saturday against um, against Belgium. Mm-hmm. So Morocco is sitting, sitting on four points. And Morocco has a two-goal differential. Belgium is minus one. So Belgium needs to beat Croatia. That is a huge game, another big game there. Um, So Thursday, Croatia, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Japan, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany. Some great games here. How are you ranking these ones? Oh, man. All right. So I'm looking at the table. All right. Looking at these games here, this is – for excitement purposes, I'm going for predictions. I'm going based on what I'm forecasting. 
Japan, Spain is going to be a goodie. Costa Rica and Germany are going to be a goodie. All of these games are fucking good. I think good, every Brian. single one of them is good. <laughs> Fuck. All right. The fourth. This is so hard. The fourth, because I don't want to see it personally, and I hope he's not on the pitch for it. But the demise of Belgium, Croatia, Belgium. I think Croatia is going to be with all of them fighting each other. The Croatians are just going to look over and be like, let's just slap a couple goals behind that old ass uh, back line. Uh, so that's going to be fourth on my list. Um, third is going to be. Um, Costa Rica, Germany, because I think Costa Rica is about to get handed down all of the frustrations that Germany have had at this point. There's going to be a slapping uh, there. That's kind of what I'm going with that. So that would be my what my second, my third one. Yeah. So Croatia, Belgium, four, Costa Rica, third, Costa, Costa Rica, Germany, third. And then two, because I actually think it's going to be entertaining. Both teams are going to go for it and go at each other. Canada and Morocco. Um, and then number one is Japan and Spain because it's going to be J- Japan realizing how they fucked up against Costa Rica. Now they got to save ass and they got to do it against Spain and Spain being class kind of sitting in a better situation. I feel like it's going to be kind of good to see how how Japan is is going to be attacking and threatening them. But um, I just love watching Spain, man. It's like watching Manchester City in red. It's an, it's incredible. Yeah. No, um, man, this, I think this day is probably, is this the best day? Because Friday is also very good. Um, Let me look at Friday real quick. But yeah, so this, how I don't even know how to rank mm-hmm. these. These are all good. I think, so Canada is eliminated. So just, just because of that, I have to put it forth. Um, That's true. Um, but it's crazy because. And I pick Canada to be a surprise team. And attacking-wise, they have been very good. But defensively, mm-hmm. they are just atrocious. They are terrible defensively. Super bad. Canada, yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. So the crazy part to this for me is Morocco could win this group with seven points, which would be a hell of achievement. And, um, yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I think I was saying, you know, watch out for this Morocco team. They have some decent players. Hakimi, yep. Ziyech. They have some good players over there. So, yeah, I was uh, very impressed with their performance against Belgium. They really dominated that game. They they had a goal taken away, too, so that could have been a 3-0 win. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been very impressed. I have to rank that fourth just because Canada is already eliminated. There's really no reason for them to, 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 to do anything there other than pride. So I'm sure they'll give a good fight, but the attacking prowess of Morocco, they'll put up goals for sure. So I'll put that one fourth. I don't even know how to rank these because they're it's tough. I don't it's super because tough. I'm going to put I'm gonna put Costa Rica Germany third just because in terms of quality Costa Rica is just not that great. But they yeah. have three points and Germany has one. So I know it's, be, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Germany has one point <laughs> and Costa Rica have three. So can some I mean this this is how crazy this group is. Suppose Germany lays another egg. That wouldn't be surprising because Germany does that sometimes, especially lately. I mean, you could see Cro- uh, you could see uh, like, and then Croatia, Belgium. No, no, that's not the same group. Japan, Spain. Japan, Spain. Yeah. You could see like, you could see Japan, Spain going to a draw, and then Costa Rica and, and freaking 
Spain come out of the group. Like there's so many possibilities here. Um, with that said, I expect Germany to play hard. They literally have to win these three points and get four points and hope the, the other games go in their favor. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to put that third. I'm going to put Japan, Spain second. I think this is a great game. Spain still have to play because they only have four points. They're not for sure like going through. There is a scenario where they get eliminated. If Costa Rica wins and Japan wins, they could be they could be on the outside looking in, which is crazy. And then I'm going to put Croatia, Belgium number one, just because <laughs> this could be the death of Belgium. Yeah, the, the, the golden age of Belgium that we've heard so much about for the last decade. This could be the official yeah. nail in the co- coffin. And yeah, I'm putting this number one. <clears throat> Croatia's look very good. Belgium's going to have to play their hearts out. And I think Croatia will end up winning this. And I think it will be the death of Belgium, the golden age. Um, <clears throat> do you think Lukaku starts? No way. No. And at this point, no. And at, at this point, it doesn't matter. He's not going to risk his health and his injury or wherever he's at from a health standpoint for this situation at hand. Uh, the locker room's lost. I mean, it's it's all been lost. All of it doesn't have a purpose anymore. They don't. They're not in sync. They're not unified. They're all shit talking one another. They're all yeah. You know, there's reports coming out. De Bruyne and Courtois, the history that they have with the girlfriend, and they haven't been talking. I mean, everything's getting brought up. The whole thing, Eden Hazard starting fights. It's it's things you know looking like the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it's just it's just shiesty, shady. Everyone's after themselves. I mean, half of them probably don't want to be there. Personally, I'm loving every bit of it for the main reason that I just want Kevin fucking Hope. The rest of it don't fucking matter. So I, yeah, I I see Belgium. Uh, I see Croatia dominating this and really being the the, the final straw on the on the camel's back that broke the this Belgian golden era that's just been completely overrated. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So what? How are you picking these games? I'm gonna just go through my picks real quick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Croatia Belgium first game of the day. I'm going to say Croatia. I'm gonna go. 2-1, Canada-Morocco, 2-0, 2-0. Uh, I'll give Canada a goal. 2-1 for Morocco. I'm going to say Spain versus Japan. These games are tough, tough, tough. I think Spain will win it. I think it'll be a 2-0 win for Spain. Costa Rica-Germany, I think Germany will win that one. I'm going to say they win that one 3-2, 3-1. How are you picking these games? Germany slapped Costa Rica for nothing. Japan and Spain are going to be a doozy, but Spain win it. Germany and Spain advance. I'm going to go with Belgium getting slapped and sent home immediately. Um, And then I'm going to go with Canada with nothing to fight for, nothing to play for. Drawing against Morocco. Yeah, I got to so draw. Morocco would still get through in that scenario, right? Yeah, because. Um, yeah, let me look at the standings. For this group, we have Morocco is in second with four points already with plus two on the goal yeah. differential. If Morocco. So if Belgium moves, that, yeah, they're through. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Okay. Perfect. I like it. 
And then in the other group, who would you have going through based on your picks? Uh, based on my picks, I would have. Oh wait, that's the other day. Um, I would actually have. Let's take a look. I got Germany slapping Costa Rica with four goals. That would be plus, plus three, three goal differential. Goal differential, and it would be a total of four points, putting them at second. And I have Japan losing to Spain. So Spain goes um, through no, top. Yep, Spain goes through and Germany second. All right. So then based on that, it would be Spain versus Morocco in yours. And then Germany versus Croatia. Good, good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Friday games. Let's do these Friday games. All right. Friday. Last day of the group stage. It says you went offline. I'm here. Refresh your browser. Yeah, I know you're here, but it's saying offline, so it's not recording you. All right. There you go. You're back. All right. Last day of the group stage. South Korea versus Portugal. Ghana versus Uruguay. Serbia versus Switzerland, Cameroon versus Brazil. Rank these games. Yeah. Serbia's been disappointing. In my opinion, I thought they'd be better, but they can still advance. They have one point on the board. Switzerland has three. They beat Switzerland. They advance. Okay. The Gamecocks. <laughs> I think they'll be rotating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's my number one. I'll just say that right away. Just the, the the history between these two teams, the handball, the missed penalty, everybody knows what happened in that game. That'll be huge, and there's a lot of stakes here because um, Uruguay are sitting on one point. It's a must win for Uruguay or else they're packing their bags. 
and you know Ghana. So Ghana also needs to win that because if they lose, well, they'll need to draw at minimum, minimum draw, um, and then hope Portugal beats South Korea, which should happen. But yeah, the both teams have to win pretty much. You know, Ghana can't come in sleeping, and they've been good. I've really, I really like Ghana. You know that Portugal game, they gave a good fight, and um, things go a couple different. They're walking out with at least a draw there because uh, the what's the name of the goalie for, for Portugal? He did that stupid fucking move where he didn't realize the. Yep, Costa, idiot. They were shaky in that game, and um, <clears throat> defensively they got hit with two quick goals. Had a few brain farts and then let those in. But, yeah, this is number one. Just the history. There's a lot of stakes in this game. Uruguay have been disappointing. I, I don't, for the life of me, understand. You know, Suarez and Cavani are super old. I don't understand playing Darwin Nunes at left wing to to, to, to put Suarez and, and Cavani on the pitch who do absolutely nothing at their old age. Nunez needs to be a striker. He is not a winger. I see Liverpool play them in there as well. He's not a winger. He's a clumsy, clumsy player. You don't want to give a clumsy player more space to operate. Put him in the fucking box. That's where he's better. He's a natural goal scorer. And basically playing Suarez and Cavani, who are bringing nothing to the game, I think it's I think it's stifling their attack big time. Put, put Nunez at striker. And, and fucking play the game. If you have to put Valverde at fucking the wing, he, we know he can do that at Real Madrid. So, yeah, they have to they have to switch up their tactics a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, that's an awesome game. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, second game, I'm just going to say, uh, Brazil, just, just simply because their talent is just fucking unbelievable. I mean, their second team is better than 80% of the other team's first teams, period. I mean, just, it's insane. You, you're like, okay, Neymar's hurt. Who's coming on? Oh, Rodrigo from Real Madrid. Okay. Richarlison's coming out. Who's coming in? Oh, is that Gabby Jesus from Arsenal, the league leaders of the Premier League? Okay, cool. Uh, Vinicius is coming off. Anthony's coming on now. Oh my God, it's just it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Fred Fred is coming off. Oh, there goes Bruno Guimaraes, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. It's just I don't I it's it's almost unfair at this point. It really is. So just for sheer uh, talent, I got to put Brazil number two. <clears throat> On that list against um, who are they playing? Brazil versus Cameroon. Versus Cameroon. Cameroon, very good game against uh, Serbia the other day. Came back from 3 1. That was a very exciting game. But today it was just announced that Onana, Cameroon's goalie, who was benched the other day, he's now going home. I don't know if you saw that before you jumped on here. Uh, his ass is going home. So. Interesting, interesting. I wonder how that will affect the team. Probably not too much. They have a World Cup. They have a group stage to try to advance out of. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in this game because I just want to see how they set up and how that second team plays. And, um, yeah. And then third, definitely Switzerland versus Serbia. Granite Jaka and the Fighting Swiss going against Serbia. Serbia needs to get something out of this. They've been very disappointing. Switzerland's been pretty good. Um, I thought they were good against Brazil. 
Brazil just has tons of quality and it's hard to keep them at uh, zero goals. And then last on that list, uh, Portugal versus South Korea. South Korea has just been really a boring team to watch. It's a lot of hunt. It's a lot of trying to get the ball to Sun and let him do his thing, and it just doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, that's my rankings. Uh, how you picking these games? <clears throat> no scores. Scores. You already picked your order. No, I don't. What happened? I, I don't at all, actually. I saw he got kicked off for dis- disciplinary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy though because Onana, if you have Onana, he's a great goalie for playing out of the back. I mean, he's got great he's got great feet. Um, so just to have him kick it down the field, I, I can see why he disagreed with him. And if you're gonna play a, a goalie like Onana, you got to play to his strengths. And he's he's a good shot stopper, but he's even better at playing with his feet. So, yeah, strange. Strange, strange, strange. Yeah. Yeah. What's the score you're picking? How hard is, is how question, how hard is Ronaldo going to try to get another goal? How many how many how many balls is he gonna have at his feet and there's gonna be Bernardo Silva or Rafael Leao or or Bruno Fernandez wide open to the left and he's gonna take a shot because he wants he wants to pad his World Cup goals. How many times is that gonna happen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he'll he'll score because he won't let anybody else score. 100%. 
I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, defensively, Serbia has been really, really shaky. Definitely really shaky. Even that Richarlison goal, which was a banger, his second goal, he had so much time. He basically popped the ball up to himself, sat there, wait for it to come down, boom, bicycle kick in the back of the net. So much time. So I, I think your prediction of six goals could be possible. I think Switzerland is way, way better defensively. But, you know, in a game where they both have to go for it, Six goals is definitely possible, especially from, you know, Serbia conceding because I haven't been impressed by them defensively at all. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to pick Switzerland. They're going to win. It's going to be a I'm – going, I'm going 2-1. I'm going 3-1, Switzerland. I'm going Portugal over South Korea. I think that will be a, a 3-0. I'm going um, Brazil over Cameroon. I think that will be a 3-0. They haven't scored a ton, only three goals in their first two games. So I think they'll get they'll they'll double that in this game. And then man, I'm I'm feeling Ghana. I really like the way they play. So I'm gonna pick them to win. Uruguay, go home. Nice seeing you. Don't ever play Darwin Nunes at left wing ever again. It's not gonna work out for you. Um so yeah, I think Ghana's gonna win that. Ghana beating Uruguay, it's gonna be a good game. I'm going with a it's going to be a close one zero. Yeah. I love it. Thomas Partey banger from outside the box. Yeah. Big time. Perfect. And that's it. That's it. And um, so based on this, it would be in the knockout rounds, Brazil versus Ghana, Portugal versus Switzerland. Good matchups. Good matchups. Um, but, yeah, so we will we will be back on Saturday. We're not sure if we're going to do a podcast over the USA Netherlands game or the 2 p.m. game, which could be um, Argentina or Poland versus either um, Australia or Denmark. So we'll figure that out, but we're definitely going to be podcasting this weekend. So we will recap all these group games that we just previewed and we will do a, uh, a bracket. We will do a bracket based on what the actual knockout round brackets will be. And then, yeah, and then we're into the knockout rounds. Then it's winner go home time. And that's when it gets really, really exciting. That's when the World Cup's at its best. Anything can happen in knockout rounds. Hopefully that anything happening is a USA win on Saturday. And that's when we'll be back. Anything else? Sure, sure. From an Arsenal perspective, there's a lot heating up. <laughs> All right.
Yeah, and just to add fuel to the fire, there was a post from AFTV saying that Saka, Martinelli, Mudrick, Smithrow as winger options, all 22 or younger. Yes, please. Guess who liked that post? Mudrick liked that post. Yep, he liked that post. So there's a lot of talk. Uh, I think it was, was it the Globe? Was it not the Globe? The Daily Mail, I think, was reporting it. Not the best source, but um, there's a lot of smoke. The interviews with Zinchenko, his Ukrainian fellow teammate, uh, Zinchenko's wife talked to Mudrik's girlfriend or wife. So there's a lot of smoke there. I'm Brian. I'm Brian. Bring him in. He's young. He's one of the fastest wingers. We need more attacking options with and he fits the profile players were going for young electric and yeah from i don't know too much about him but i know he played very well in the champions league and that's a good sign so yeah absolutely if the price is right i think 40 to 50 million is a decent fair price if it's anything over that i'm bry out but for the price reported i am definitely brian Crazy. Locatelli. Give me Locatelli. First one, Locatelli. Great, great midfield option as a backup. I like him a lot. Great player. And second, Dusan. You made a big mistake, my friend. You went to a dead, finished Italian club when you could have you could have been the star. You could have been the star that Gabriel Jesus has been this year. We tried to get you. We tried to sell you on the project. Your arrogant ass, your dumb agent, Wanted to go to the old, the old news, Juventus. I would take both of them. I would make a fucking, uh, a low, low bid just for the banter. Hey, I know you guys are in trouble. I'll give you 40 for both of them. Give us both of them. We already agreed to terms with both of them on a contract. So here's 40, take it or leave it, you slimy, greasy Italian fucking meatball club. I hate Juventus.
<sighs> tough one, tough one, because Newcastle's up and coming. I think he'd go there, and Eddie Howe would make him better. Um, if he goes to Man U, all banter aside, I can see him playing well in that Ten Hag system too. Ten Hag manager in the Dutch league, so I could see it working out for both of them. I, I don't know where I would want him to go, though. I think if you just take Gakpo and replace him with Sancho, I think Gakpo, uh, he's a better finisher. From what I'm seeing, there's a lot of games where he just, he just does nothing, but the guy has a knack for goal. Already three cut, three goals in the World Cup. He scored in the Europa League, in the uh, Eredivisie, whatever that, that Dutch league is called. He has like 27 goal contributions or something ridiculous. He's up there with Holland, basically. Um, so... He has a knack for goal, so I, I would pick Newcastle just because I absolutely fucking despise Man United, and I don't want to see a player that I like ever, ever go there. I'm like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about that. I don't see it happening. I'm bry out. I don't see it happening in, in January. I think New West Ham's going to ask for way, way too much money in January. <laughs> they're going to need him to stay out of the relegation zone, <laughs> period. They're, they're, they're in a relegation scrap. You have to look at it that way. They're going to have to keep him and tell him, hey, we need you. Keep us, keep, us, keep us in the Premier League, and then we'll let you make the move in the summer. So that's the only way I see it happening. If they're going to have to, to get him, it's we're probably going to have to be north of $100 million. And I'm sorry, I, I'm not a Declan Rice fan. I'm just not. I'm not. I think he's a good player, but anything more than $50 million, $60 million, nah, not for me. Not for me at all. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'd rather have Locatelli than Declan Rice. I don't I, – I could not see – I. I don't think he's that good on the ball, Declan Rice. No, I don't think he's that good at the ball. Yeah, I don't think he's that good at the ball. I think he's a he's just a traditional DM. And even at that, like, Partey's better than him. Rodrigo's better than him. You know, he's a good player. But the English tax, you're going to get raped on the price. They're gonna they're gonna charge you forty whatever the whatever the sticker price is. They're gonna charge you forty million on top of that. And I, I just think there's better players out there than Declan Rice. I'm, I'm just never that impressed by him. Good player, solid player, but not this, not this hundred million dollar player that everybody's saying he is.
I am Bry out on him leaving in January because I think Chelsea need him. I think he's I think I think Chelsea need him. What what else do they have? I think he's one of their better attackers. Sterling doesn't seem like he's Sterling is doesn't seem like he's interested in playing that hard for Chelsea. I, I've yet to see it. Um, and he's he's going through the World Cup. He might come back even worse on worse form than he already was, and he was already on bad form. And and who else do they have? Ziyech just hasn't done anything for Chelsea. Um, Aubameyang, another disinterested Chelsea player. I mean, who else do they have? They can't afford to lose him unless they can do a swap deal. Unless they can do a swap deal and get somebody in. Like it's not going to happen. They need him. They need him, and that's that's why Chelsea's in the mud right now. Because you need Christian Pulisic, a player who has not been that great. A player who's not been that great. So yeah, I'm 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 bright out on that because they need the guy. He's probably one of their best attacker attackers right now. No, he needs to go back to Germany. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Go back to Germany like Timo. Look at Timo Werner. He's he's playing great over there before he got hurt, unfortunately. Yep. Some players just can't cut it in, in the prim. And listen, I think pu- pu- the other thing is Pulisic gets hurt a lot. The guys hurt a lot. And the physical pre- Premier League is not going to help that situation. It's just not. Players with injuries that come into the Premier League, they just get more injured. And players that are injury prone in the Premier League just get more injured. So I think he needs to go back to the, to the, to the Farmers League and Bundesliga. Yeah, the thing is, I I think if Chelsea's going to let him leave, just like with Declan Rice, it's going to be for a lot, and nobody's going to want to pay that amount except the Premier League club. And like, he's not that he hasn't proven that he's can be a, a starting in and out every week winger for in the Premier League. He's been good in spurts when he's come off the bench, one game here, one game there. But consistently, as a as your starting winger, you, he's not going to cut it in the Premier League. So nobody's going to pay that starting winger money for him. You know, no one's going to put fifty, sixty million on the table for him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so if we do that podcast Saturday, which looking like a good possibility. We'll definitely have more time, like two hours during the game, and I'm sure we'll cover more transfers because, yeah, things are heating up, uh, getting very interesting. And, uh, yeah, and then the World Cup, man. So it should be a good weekend. Uh, We will circle back Saturday. Anything else? All right. Let's go USA. And Premier Pep Talk is Bry out. Peace.